This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Uh, our special guest today is Quincy Ameriqua. I almost said the perfect soccer podcast because I was just looking at you and I was like, but yeah. Uh, and and just like your last name now, I can't get it out of my head from last two or two weeks ago when it was the soccer tournament them just butchering your last name yeah, hey, as long as it as long as it resonates we can always we can always figure out an auto correct after the fact obviously us knowing each other like i just didn't never thought i just never thought announcers got it wrong my name with announcers has has had an interesting history um i think the last time it was pronounced that that same exact way was when I'd scored uh, my goal again, the goal of the year against Santa Barbara back when I was in college. Yeah. I don't know who that was that tweeted it. But they came up with the random clip. I was like, what? I asked, I definitely asked Quincy for throwback clips before. And then all of a sudden this guy just pops out of nowhere and gets one. Well, uh, I, shout out Paul Kane. So another Paul, so shout out Paul Kane. I think he's the one who clipped the original one and posted it on YouTube. Like, I don't know. Is that like 15 years ago or something like that now? So shout out, yeah, shout out, shout out whoever posted that on Twitter because they that means they pulled it down, clipped it, and, and published it there, which is which is dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this is your second time on the Average Savage podcast. Uh, the backstory that m- people might not know is uh, actually I I interviewed uh, Amobi Akugo, and uh, and I was like, yo, I need I want to interview like an entrepreneur that's a soccer player, like another one, and he he mentioned you. And that's how we got connected, and then we've been connected ever since. So I think that was back in 2019 or 18-ish. Yeah, 18, 19-ish. Yeah, shout out, uh, uh, shout out, Amobi. Uh, appreciate him and that and that link. Uh, fellow Nigerian entrepreneurs uh, connect. And um, yeah, man, no, it's been it's been great working with you and you being on the team. Uh, like you just mentioned, Perfect Soccer Podcast is what you almost what you almost said. You've obviously been helping us manage that for over what that's like four years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies. Yeah, man. It's dope. Consistent consistency. That's the key. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh like I like I just mentioned two weeks ago was the soccer tournament. So tell me um how Mike McGee and Sneaky Fox hit you guys up hit you up about it. Yeah, well uh, that's what you, you see behind me there. So shout out Sneaky Fox. That's the Sneaky Fox uh custom limited edition perfect soccer premium soccer match ball. Um we're the official a ball of the team, which was, which was, uh, amazing, um, opportunity just overall, uh, for those who don't know, Mike and I played together for Chicago fire back, you know, when he was a MLS cup MVP year. Um, he was, a he was a guest on, uh, Quincy time, shout out 10 year anniversary of Quincy time for those who, uh, who, who tuned in and watched the, the first MLS sketch comedy show, uh, dropped on the interwebs. Um, and, and just, you know, I think reflecting back on all those times in the locker room and playing together. Um, and then the opportunity for the soccer tournament came up, uh, Mikey gave me a call and said, Hey man, uh, I need you to come and play for the squad. And I was like, say less, let's get after it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, a lot of people didn't know what it was going to be and it, it turned out to be like bigger than anyone thought it was going to be. And I think it's going to blow up even more. Uh, you know, and then you, your team was really good. I think, uh, the commentators were, uh, first you guys are sneaky apparently to the commentators, but like what I knew, I was like, all right, there's a lot of, 
a lot of former pros, pros and all this. I, I figured you guys are going to do well. Um, and then you had, I would say, the goal, the goal of the the tournament. You got number three on Sports Center. So what was that like? It was it was dope, man. I mean, that game was a lot of fun. Um, just prepping for and and getting to. Um, there was a lot of U.S. men's national team legends on that on that side, you know. So, um, uh, getting to get out there and and play and and uh, and compete and see who still has it. Uh, see where they're at, see uh, how people think the game, you know, this probably goes into a lot of the other stuff that we've, we've talked about in the past and, you know, the hashtag ask the soccer pro show episode and just breaking down the, the mental, the mental aspect of the game and how to approach the game and what, prof- what it means to be a professional and what professionalism looks like. And just the opportunities um, to, to, to just play the game that you love in, in any capacity is, is always a blessing, but being able to do that at that level with that quality and caliber of, of, of players with, with the, you know, with the resumes and the accolades that, that they have and being, um, you know, uh, fortunate enough to be in a place and position to, to score a goal that ended up making it on sports center. Uh, that's pretty dope. I mean, for me, I, 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 I was reflecting on a little bit. I, I can't think of uh, a player in professional sports that was, that's, that's in free agency and, and made sports center. So I'm just thinking of, uh, so hopefully some, some highlights we can add to the, to the resume and, and just keep playing the game, man. I mean, the tournament was dope. It was fun. And yeah, I'm, I'm still, to be honest, I'm still just reflecting on the whole thing and like what it was, what it means, where we're at. Playing two games a day for like four days straight. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, the a tournament was extremely efficient. You know, so shout out my, my engineers out there, right? Like uh, uh, it was, it was efficient. The, the cadence was there, but you've got to have a lot of experience to be able to, to manage that much uncertainty and that many questions. And I mean, that's the first time I, I personally, so when I'm thinking about myself personally, that's the first time I've personally like even connected a pass or made a pass to many of those guys in soccer ever you know and i think this is similar it's the first time guys were ever in the same room on the same team let alone figuring it out trying to under get to some type of understanding and and have that translate into um, a team dynamic and culture that that would result in getting results so you know my focus is my focus is and always has been on uh the mental the mental side of it just having the right mentality and approaching it like a like a rookie and that's how I've approached my entire career and that's how I approached the tournament. And I, and I think, um, as we, as we get more and more time, like removed from it, we can like reflect on all the, everything that it is, everything it was and everything it has the potential to be like, um, uh, yeah, I'm still pro I'm, it, you're seeing me in in real time. I'm still processing it. Right. Like it was on short notice. We go there, we're <laughs> two games a day. Back to back to back, you're making it, you're trying to win the tournament. Then you also have your real life and what you got going on back home and get back to that. Like it was, it was very interesting, but it was a lot of fun though. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun. How did the team come together and like adapt to the changes, you know, seven and seven smaller field, obviously you guys are all pros. You guys had uh, like beach, play, beach soccer players as well. Um, so like, how did you like in that short period of time? Cause I know other teams like trained together and you guys didn't. Um, so like, and what was even like that game that it was? I think you 
were down one nothing and then came back and won, but the target score won two to one. I, I'll always uh, reference mentality and experience, right? And like an openness and willingness to like acknowledge and admit when you're wrong and, and try to do and be the best you can for the team. And I think everybody who showed up was willing to do that. Um, and just like in a, in a season, uh, just like in a season where, you know, there's, there's ebbs and flows, there's injuries, there's, you know, results that don't go your way. And it, as it relates to the tournament, like all of that happened just on an extremely condensed timeline, you know, like, and your ability to adapt to what the game needs in the moment based on who and what's in front of you um, is a testament to, you know, your, your mentality and your experience. And I think the guys had the right, the right mentality and we had, we had enough experience and, and a willingness for everybody to, to, to be bought in on a, on a bigger goal of not only enjoying ourselves and having fun, but like, you know, showing, showing people a different way to go about uh, winning. You can have fun, enjoy yourself. Right. I think that was the, I think that was what really set the sneaky Fox team apart. We were doing it our way. We were doing it fun. We were enjoying ourselves. We didn't take ourselves too seriously, but we do take what we do seriously. And I, and I, and I feel that was, a that was very unique to our team at that tournament. And I think that'll be very, uh, I think that's very important in terms of just building locker room culture in, in general. I think many people know you're, you're a free agent, not retired. So um, why, why should a team sign you? I believe I'm very good for a locker room. I'm there holding myself accountable every day. And I do that by wanting to give a hundred percent in every single training session, you know, like the game is the game, the game that's going to come. That's on the weekend. Who's going to start. Who's going to play. That's not, that's not in your control. That's the coaching staff. You know, they make those decisions. What I can do as a player is I can show up to training every day and give a hundred percent of my effort and do everything I can to make, uh, myself and my teammates better. And I think that's what I do really well. And I do that very consistently. And I believe that's why, you know, I've played professional for as long as I have. And, um, and that's what I would continue to do. And, and, and what's, I think the advantage of having what 13 years professional under my belt at this point and being able to kind of reflect on, reflect on my career so far, I'm also able to kind of, I'm also able to reflect on relationships I've built with players in the locker room and, and where and how their careers have have uh, progressed and developed over time, um, and and where my career and, and my development as a player has developed over time, and and those experiences, I think, are very valuable for a locker room. And and um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, hopefully, it just makes it simple. I just I think it's a valuable asset to have in the locker room, and I'm a good locker room guy, and I I enjoy it, and I like I love to compete, and um, I think that only uh, bodes well for a positive winning culture that wants to win championships. Cause that's, that's, that's what I want. That's, that's my, that's my expectation. Whenever I show up at any level, if, even if it's uh, the local, the local pickup games here, or it's at the playing at the highest level or playing in a tournament, like the soccer tournament, like I'm there to win the million dollars to win the tournament. I want to win championships. And if that means I need to score a goal to help our team, uh, you know, to help our team get into a position to win a game, or that means I need to be on the sideline cheering my teammate on to be encouraged to get back on defense to help us 
secure, uh, you know, secure the our back line, or I need to do that. Uh, I'm I'm willing to do that, and I'm and I I feel I do a good job of of getting the guys around me to buy in on that as well too. So. What about when you get on the field and you're off, the, like off the field, Quincy, and then on the field, Quincy? Is there a light switch that goes on? That would be a great question to ask people who know me. Like, I feel like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes because I saw I was like, all right, this is like I saw you playing, and I was like, all right, this is a different Quincy. Like, he's not messing around right now. <laughs> okay, well then, see, that's great. That's helpful feedback. Like, because I have my own point of view and view of it. Yeah, like I think, like even at just at the tournament in general, I think like even like like the first couple games ever, like everyone I think was having like fun and whatever. And then I think there was like a switch. Like you guys are like, all right, no, we're actually like really good, so we're gonna go try to win this. Yeah, and I think for me, that's my approach and thinking from the beginning. I believe we're really good, and I believe we have the capacity to win. And that's a belief, and that has to be that has to be onboarded by everyone in the organization like and team you know so i'm thinking like big and small it doesn't matter like you have to have that belief maybe your experience hasn't told you that you've won anything or you haven't accomplished anything yet but having the belief that you have the capacity to do it is a you have to have that and um you know i'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to play soccer um whether that's professional or just, you know, I, I went and played a, a pickup yesterday. Like soccer is a gift. It's, it, it's where, you know, if you're blessed enough to be able to have the ability to, to be healthy and play the game, like I, I never wanted to squander that opportunity um, to be able to do that. And then the, the fact that I, I got the chance to play professionally and get paid to do that, that even took it to a whole nother level of gratitude. Cause now it's like, Hey, yeah, I think you're getting, you're, you're helping me kind of reflect on, on the experience and the process and the process. Like I take it very, very seriously. I take the game very, very, very seriously, especially at the professional, on the professional level, the professional side, because yeah, because it's a gift and I want to give my all. And I don't ever, I never, ever I, at youth all the way to pro. I never it practice. It doesn't matter. I never want to leave feeling as though I could have given more. I'm going to miss goal. I'm going to miss shots. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to lose the ball, but I, I'm never going to take a playoff. That's for sure. I, I will never do that. It reminds me of like in Europe, how the soccer teams could, could go, uh, if they, if they, if they do bad, they go to the, the second tier. You're talking about, they can get relegated. Yeah. And almost every, in almost every other league other than America, you can get relegated. Like, and I saw something recently on Twitter and they said, like, imagine if that happened in America, but that would never happen because, like, the owners make too much money and all that and blah, blah, blah. So, basically, like, a team could just suck for years and just be, like, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. So, that's why that's why it's, like, funny because, like, and you know how I work with a lot of boxers and MMA fighters and just, like, they always have to believe they're going to win because if they don't win, like, that's really on their career. Like, if they don't win, they're not going to get paid more or they're not. So, like, that's literally, like, life or death almost. Yeah, we could get really deep into the weeds on that, but I'll, I'll I'll try to keep it succinct and brief. My approach in how I think the game is is like a fighter, is a boxer, life and death, right? Then that's what that's what I think that's what I was getting at. Like when you said all that, that's why I was like, and we're gonna get into something later, but yeah, but <laughs> I show up and I'm like, all right, Paul, what what are we doing, bro? What do you want to ask me? Like I'm 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 
uh, to the best of my ability, I tried to articulate what the experience is while I'm in the, while I'm in it. Right. And sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's, you know, but it's, that's just, you know, that's the creativity. That's the trying to process all the information and all the different things in real time. And like trying to convey this during a time where we can actually like record our thoughts and where we are and what we're going through in real time. Like, uh, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to go too deep in the weeds, but like imagine at any point in time in history, in just American history of someone that you look up to or someone that you, you are inspired by, or you've learned about in school or in books. What if there was, what if there was literally like a, a, a an hour interview podcast with, with the, with, uh, with that person in real time talking through like the experience, the emotions, the ups, the downs, the approach, like how you're trying to go about it. Like that, that would be that. I, I feel like that, that would be pretty cool to be able to, to tap into, but yeah, I'm not trying to de- derail on what you're on, on your point. It's yes. I approach it that way. And I didn't, it doesn't in my mind, you don't have to have promotion relegation to approach every game like there is promotion relegation. That's hopefully that summarized. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I know you've been getting different coaching licenses. So um, is that what you want to do in, in your future? Uh, uh, not really. <laughs> I, I, I signed up to get my coaching license so that I could understand the language of coaches. So, so like, like you just mentioned. Conspiracies. Sorry. Conspiracies. Conspiracy. <laughs> like, I wanna, uh, like, listen. In that, professional, you would, sports, you would do that. That's hilarious. You're, look, you're, in professional. <laughs> look, here's the thing about professional sports, bro. Everybody will tell you how bad you are, how wrong you are, how dumb you are. Like, you miss that shot. That means you. It's because you don't take it. I mean, like. The level of criticism and scrutiny for for professional athletes, I mean, is is the highest. And it's because, you know, traditionally, most of the time, professional players are paid the highest. So I get it. Not necessarily in soccer, not necessarily in soccer, but I get it generally. When when someone says or tells me like, hey, you got this wrong or you could be better or you're selfish or you're not looking at it objectively or you're, you know, like any of that. To the best of my capacity, I'm trying to be open-minded and be like, you know what? Okay, how could I be better? How's this? Okay, you don't understand this? You don't get that? All right. Well, let me try to understand the coach's point of view and the coach's perspective. What what are What's the classes they go through? What's the language they're speaking? How does it break down? Okay, cool. Let me learn. I want to understand. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's valuable to have an open mind and try to learn things. Um, even if you don't necessarily have interest in pursuing it, uh, maybe, maybe one day I, I do want to coach or I want to be like, so yeah, what, what's, I don't see, hopefully that's answering the question. I was just like, that's, okay. some, that, that's the most Quincy answer ever right there. <laughs> okay. There, there you go. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what that means, but I, I, I trust you. I'll, I'll, I hope that's a positive. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Okay. Well, well, if you ever want to coach your sons too, you'll be ready. Oh, 100%. Like my – oh, that ties to the, the mini ball you see up there. Like uh, my focus has been on trying to recreate the the positive, amazing experience I had through the game of soccer with my father, which was just, hey, 
You know what I mean? Enjoy it. Have fun. Express yourself. Like, and yeah, because it's so positive, because it's amazing uh, experience. I wanted to do everything I could to get uh, to to get better at the game, so I could spend more time with my dad and 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 play the game that I love. And having played professional as long as I have. An unfortunate truth about the professional game, and I've spoken about this in previous episodes on on my on my podcast, um, is you know when money is there and there's a lot of attention, the the fun aspect of the game, the passion aspect of the game, uh, starts to no longer take a priority, and that that was something I didn't I didn't like too much and appreciate too much. I still don't over the course of my career, but um, you know nothing prevents you as a player from you know, investing your time in things that can help facilitate that when you're off the field. So the, that mini ball, it was, was developed as a result of that and having those around. So my kids can develop that same level of uh, relationship with the game on their own with no like pushing from me for them to have to play the game, to play pro. It's like, Hey, the balls are there. You want to kick them? Cool. You don't want to great. Like, like, no pressure. And that's what the, the P in the perfect soccer stands for passion. Like you have to genuinely be passionate about it on your own. If someone has to convince you to kick the ball around, if someone has to convince you to wake up and go do extra training, if someone has to convince you to like, if so, yeah, if someone other than yourself has to convince you to do it, you, you're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to maximize the chances of you being able to do this at a professional level for any yeah yeah that, i feel like that's for anything and that might seem unfair or not you know i mean however you want to look at it but it's got to work somehow yeah no and even even going into the perfect soccer i, I know it's uh recently was a 10-year anniversary so like did well one like did you ever think you'd make it to 10 years oh i'm i'm, I'm already thinking about what we're going to do for the 100 year anniversary bro you <laughs> like yeah, it's not an op- Paul. Like it's life and death. It's not an option. You're gonna be there and alive, or you're gonna be dead. And not it's not gonna be there. So let's plan to be there. Let's be real positive, optimist, futurist. Let's say, hey, you know, we're all gonna be live. We're gonna be there. We're, okay, when we're there, what do we want to be able to do? What are we gonna want to be able to say we can do? Okay, so what's the work that we have to do now to make sure that at year ten, at year twenty, at year thirty, at year one hundred, we're able to do that? So, yes. Long answer. Yes, I knew. I knew we'll be here at year ten because, uh, like you're seeing on my hat here, right? Long term winners mindset. Like, pick something that you believe that you're going to be committed to for the rest of your life, and then build, build from there. Per, per, perfect soccer is going to be the official ball next year of uh, the soccer tournament. So I'm ex- I'm I'm excited. I'm excited because I believe we by getting to year ten, right? It puts us in a in a position where where those who come and look can see this isn't something that just started yesterday. You know what I mean? This isn't something that started a year ago. This isn't something that just happened as a result of because the soccer tournament is picking up or because the World Cup is coming, you know, in three years. You're saying, no, this started over a decade ago, back when nobody was paying attention to soccer, back when nobody was seeing the future vision of or I won't say nobody, I'll say very few people were able to see a larger vision of soccer. And that's where I want to be very clear on. The number of people who probably started a soccer company 10 years ago, there's probably thousands. 
but how many how many stuck to it consistently through year one year two three five and ten that's where to i think your point of like people respect respect it different differently because then they can go and they can they can verify themselves you can go and uh, type in um you know quincy time quincy Marqua, perfect soccer msl you can type all those things in on on uh, on youtube on google and then you can go and see oh wow okay this was published a decade ago you know what i mean this was published eight years ago this is published five years ago um and you can see how we've uh, been learning first soccer player on youtube first MLS player on youtube first it, to do uh not only to do a sketch comedy show also to do for some most player to do a vlog because I was saying, hey, the characters and people that I'm meeting in the locker room, this needs to be documented. And at the time, it wasn't seen as it wasn't seen as positive or integral to like professional sports as it is today. Yeah, and isn't it isn't it cool to see now that that's like the main thing that people want to see? It's bittersweet. I'd be lying if I didn't feel a little bit like, man, we were doing this, and then people were slamming the door in our face and telling us we we're dumb and like this is never going to work and this is stupid. Right. But I'm grateful because, because of that, and we still can remain consistent in what we were doing. I can still speak to that here today. So the kid who's going like, well, people are slamming the door in my face and no one believes in me and my parents don't believe in me or my friends don't believe in me or the coach doesn't give me, I'm going like, okay, okay. How are you going to, uh, how are you going to utilize that? to uh to get better to improve like like it's not going to be easy uh, people aren't going to believe immediately especially if you're going to do something that people have never seen before and you're going to do it um in an innovative manner that is going to you know to set a new standard if you want to be goat you want to be great you want to be um you want to make all-time lists you're going to have to do all-time things and that means it's going to go against what a lot of people have come to believe to be the only way, but it, 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 it isn't. And, uh, but, but sometimes it's going to meet, it's going to require that you remain committed and consistent to your approach for 10 years before anyone's willing to listen to you. So then the question comes back to you. Uh, the questions, do you got the answer? QA, Quincy Marquois, you, you tapped in the Quin, Quinspiracy, right? You ask yourself a question, you got to come up with the answer. And what's the, you know, what's the answer you're going to come up with? Is it, are you, are you committed to doing the work necessary consistently for 10 years, regardless if anyone listens to you? Yeah. Then that right there will let you know. Definitely feel you. And even like I've gotten, you know, 10,000 views on an episode and I got five views on an episode, but I still <laughs> just keep going. Like, so like I've seen it. I, I've seen it back to another question. Uh, I'm going to ask you one of the same questions I asked you back in 2019, and then we're going to compare the answers. So what, what advice would you give to a young player trying to make uh, either get a scholarship or try to make it to the pros? Okay. Qu Quincy 2023 has a lot, has, has a lot more experience, a lot more platforms, a lot more content that he's created as a result of his experiences. Right? So this version of Quincy would recommend you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM, right? to create an account because all the things that we've just touched on generally are all built from mentality, mindset, how you approach things, how you be consistent in inconsistent times. And, and throughout my career, I documented those journeys so that those who want to go to play college, those who want to play pro have access to as accurate of information as possible from, 
from someone who's doing it in real time and trying to trying to make it make it work. So from there. Now, if you say, hey, 2023 Quincy didn't have those and didn't build that out and wasn't consistent with doing that from you know 2013 and beyond, my focus, my 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 advice would be, hey, uh, your mentality and how you're going to how you're going to choose to approach each day is going to determine whether or not you're going to to get to where it is that you want to be. So that ties to a lot of stuff that we said in terms of consistency. Life's going to be hard, so you choose choose what choose what you're willing to work hard for. And do that long enough and maybe some things about that will become easy for you. But life won't ever be life won't ever be easy. I know you also recently uh I don't know, was it like 2021 when you got you you bought a farm? And I was like, this is interesting and dope. So, and I seen just all the stuff, like the content you made. And now you, you and Serena are like growing stuff out there and things like that, right? You have animals yet? Yeah, we've, uh, we're cattle. Uh, we do cattle. Um, we're looking into goats, uh, chickens. Was that, was that like, you? was that like a long-term goal to get a farm or was that just random? Well, to start a farm, yeah. We And we bought, we bought the land in 2020. But what made you want to get a farm? I think our generation may have lost our connection to land um, and understanding its importance. Um, and I think to the same point where you're saying like, Hey, moving fast and moving quick, that's, there's value in that. And that's, that's good, but there's also value in moving slow and taking your time. Right. And like uh, food takes time to grow and, and uh, we, we wanted, we wanted to, you know, do it organic. <clears throat> and you'd ask, you'd said, we're growing some food and doing that. We've got figs out there. So we've got, our organic fig farm and we've been learning how to how to um how to expand that uh, utilizing what we have and then um developing the land so that we can we can be as efficient with it as possible and productive and also show i guess like show farming is cool you know what i'm saying like land ownership is cool like uh, not knowing what you're doing, but still trying anyway is cool. Like making mistakes is human. It, like, uh, I think this ties back to what we we're just talking about. Where I say hey, it's a 10 year anniversary of Quincy time when we launched uh, launched uh, the sketch comedy show. What I was looking for the link, and I'll, I'll share I'll share it with you is where you said your uh, your I think the question that was asked me is like, what's your guilty pleasure? What do you spend your time on? And for me, is work work, and that's where me I think that's where me and you resonate a lot. Like. I can, I can, uh, I can definitely relate with you. Like you're in somewhere, we're there, but you were like, Hey, how do we build this? How do we, we do that? What the land was for me and us starting the farm just for myself personally, it was just more, it was an opportunity to like, you know, ground myself, uh, take time, not have to be in a rush as it relates to certain things. Like it, it just gives you, it gives you, um, some stability in a, in a very hyper moving, fast paced world. That's always next, 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 next. And you have and, cell phone or service out there. Uh, I love the fact that it is very, it is very not. All right. Are you ready for the best question? Cause I saved it for last. I guess I, I, I don't know. Cause you, you hit me with random stuff all the time and then we go down rabbit holes and then you, then you try to bring it back in. Me and you've been talking about this for years internally. <clears throat> about 
like I said before, I'm in the boxing and MMA. I work with a lot of guys about fighting Zlatan in either a boxing match and an MMA match. You mean Zlatan fighting me? Yeah. Yes. And and then what happens? He retires recently, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, Misfit Boxing, who is KSI's uh, brand <clears throat> from the UK, uh, posts a video. Their team posts a video of him working out, not even doing any boxing, just like sit-ups on a punching bed, which was random. And then like pretty much asking like if he's joining the universe, and he said maybe, maybe. So. And I was going to text you this last night, and I was like, no, I'm having Quincy on the podcast tomorrow, so I got to show him live. So here's, like, the official first fight poster. Oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. Make it happen, bro. Make it happen. Quincy America versus Zlatan. Misfits boxing, Misfits MMA now. Maybe we're just creating something new for them. Misfits MMA. MMA. I want MMA. Yes, Paul! We're talking about consistency, bro. Uh, oh, okay. And this ties to people think, even even your own teammates, even your own teammates don't even think that you can do something or make it happen. Paul's over here being saying, no, uh, this, and I'm consistent. No, Paul. Make the fight happen, bro. Let's get this done. Let's make it happen. And I, I'm, I'm. Thank you, Paul. I love that. Just please make make this fight happen, bro. I'm gonna say, uh, Serena, sorry in advance, because she's probably gonna hate me that if this actually happens. When he loses, he also has to sign for the Sneaky Fox Sneaky Fox team for uh, for the soccer tournament as well too. So that's that's part of that's part of his losing package when he loses the fight. Okay. World world and then, domination. And then, yeah, then we'll add a couple of other things. Well, this is the first time we're this is the first time we're making it real. So like we gotta we gotta come together with a package. Like what 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 do we win in here? How are they making this happen? You're so you're following up and reaching out to them? Yeah, this clip is gonna this is this is gonna be the clip. Love that. Let's make some more. Make more stuff, bro. <laughs> this is tough. yeah yeah man we're ready for that one i told you there was no i wasn't but hey i'm i wasn't ready for it but i'm i wasn't ready to see that but i'm here for it i'm ready for anything bro let's do it you gotta uh stay ready so i have to get ready MSL, yeah. baby for sure all right well i appreciate you coming on can you let the the listeners know where they can follow you at quincy you can get links uh access to all the links and stuff uh, over there, um, soccer-specific related stuff, at perfectsoccerskills.com. Um, and then if you, you follow me on all my socials, is at Quincy Mariqua, and then that links out to to all of our all of our stuff. So that would be Perfect Soccer, um, Evolve NFTs, our NFT project. We didn't even t- touch on that, what we've been developing on that. Um, Ameriqua Acres, um, Evolve Online, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, all the stuff's in the bio.